Dancy Lagarde fans, you will be thrilled to know a book is coming out if you fund it. Via Unbound, we are publishing The Dancy Lagarde Reader by Alice Fraser and Dancy Lagarde, a glorious insight into the world of Dancy Lagarde, self-published romance maven and online bestseller. If you would like to find out how to support it, go to thebuglepodcast.com. If we get enough support, we will publish the book. That's a real thing that's going to happen. Thebuglepodcast.com to support The Dancy Lagarde Reader. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Posters and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 17th of April of the year 2020. Happy birthday today to Hollywood actor Sean Bean, the guy who looks like he might headbutt a man in a pub for you, but in a sexy way. He's also most famously known for playing Alec Trevelyan in the 1995 action classic Goldeneye and the even more action classic Nintendo 64 game Goldeneye. In history today, in 1387, according to scholars, Geoffrey Chaucer's Canterbury Tales characters began their pilgrimage to Canterbury. Or did they? Of course, that was 1387 when they were still experimenting with a 41-day February, and also it's fictional, but it definitely happened sometime this week. Or did it? Celebrations today include International Bat Appreciation Day, which is unfortunate given the theory that bat appreciation has led to our current health crisis and is likely to lead to the lowest ever turnout at the Bat Parade, which is where men dress up as bats, but is to be distinguished from Batman Appreciation Day, which is where men dress up as Batmans. It's National Haiku Appreciation Day, and in appreciation of National Haiku Appreciation Day, I'd like to read you this poem. There once was a man who said, F*** it. He used to do poo in a bucket. He liked to give head to his wife who was dead. Did I mention he came from Nantucket? (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to mention nature, isn't it, the haiku? Your guest today is already talking. Welcome back to the (laughs) programme, Mr Andrew Zaltzman. How are you, Andrew? Hello. Uh, I'm adequate, actually. Um, I wouldn't put it any any higher than that. I've been uh, slightly reassessing how I respond to that question because I think essentially... People don't give them a very honest answer. The research I, I commissioned uh, revealed that people overstate the extent to which they are well by <laughs> between eighty-four and eighty-eight <laughs> percent on average. So, I'm um, yeah. By just responding, the default response should be okay, not great. Would be much more accurate and a more honest start to a conversation. Because when you start a conversation with the lie of "Oh, I'm fine. I'm really well," then what can you trust? Well, look, Andy, um, if, if we're being honest, I only asked because it was in my script. But all right. <laughs> coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in the news about the economy. But first, some headlines. And in the news today, dating app Tinder has launched a new spin-off app, Regretter, which aims to get people back in touch with their exes during coronavirus mortality freakouts. Online protests about the app suggest that there's no point getting in touch with your ex during a disaster if you can't have regrettable nostalgic hookups. But Tinder is putting out the app anyway, on the principle that love means never having to apologise. 
And Donald Trump has vowed to rebuild the American economy in honour of the victims of coronavirus. These words from the guy who would definitely stand by the side of a stricken friend and hit on their wife the moment the doctors pulled the plug. World economists have come to an unprecedented accord that now is not the time for anyone to admit that money isn't real. Bob the Sentient Trash Island has been volunteering a substantial portion of his trash fortune to initiatives supporting health workers and the arts, but has been accused by Trump of just doing the right thing because it plays well with voters, instead of doing the wrong thing because it plays well with voters. Uh, and Jacinda Ardern has reached out to the octopus people of New New Zealand for a trade deal after it has emerged that one of the natural byproducts of their adolescent shedding process is fully functional respirators. So far, none of the envoys sent in with her offer have returned, but the screams coming from the island seem to be getting quieter. So that looks like progress. That's all we have time for for your headlines right now, because of course, you need your ads. It's time for your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. The coronavirus. Deadly. Contagious. The perfect excuse to get in touch with your ex. Natural disasters and massive disruptions make us question our choices in life. Sometimes you want to go back to all the people you've ever loved and bang them. Well now, with the coronavirus, you can't. That's why Tinder brings you its new sister app, Regretta, the one-stop dating app shop for getting in contact with all of your exes. The app will match you with all of your exes in one night stands and you can swipe left or right to match. If you have a mutual interest in meeting up, again, you can't. Everyone's in social lockdown, but you can exchange increasingly nostalgic or sexual messages about a relationship you both acknowledge was 100% a disaster. It's like a one night stand, but who knows how long this crisis will last. Regretta, all of the friend with none of the benefits. You're slowly rebuilding the shell of the relationship without any of the confusing sexual connection. Regretta, download it today. And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bird Gags. Have you been woken in the glorious dawn by magnificent birdsong again? Try Dennis Cathcart's budget bird gags. Dennis Cathcart has custom bird gags to fit the chirpiest of Tweety Birds. That's it. That's the whole ad. Gag a bird. It was that or the cone zone. From ice cream cones to traffic cones, anything cone-shaped, we sell cones. Come on down to the cone zone. And are you an old prospector looking for gold in the unexplored plains of the Wild West? Find a promising-looking alluvial deposit and check whether there's gold in them thar hills by taking a shallow pan, scooping some alluvial deposits into the pan, and gently agitating the deposit in about half a glass of water. The gold will sink to the bottom of the pan and you can drink the rest. Half a glass of water, the Wild West's best friend. It's got a lower specific gravity than gold and it's an absolutely delicious way to refresh you in the midst of gold fever, cabin fever or garden variety scurvy fever. Half a glass of water spoken by Alice Fraser for the Old Prospectors Union of Them Thar Hills. A normal half glass of water contains only minuscule amounts of gold but it's worth its weight in gold. Not to be used as a substitute for gold until and unless the water wars begin. And that's your ad section for today. The Last Post. Now it's time for your top story. Our top story correspondent is our economist, celebrity, celebrity, Andrew Zaltzman. What is happening with the economy right now? Uh, What's happening with the economy right now, Alice, is everything and nothing, um, which is not a huge amount of difference from normal. I mean, so much of economics is based on perception and confidence, and this has started to filter through into the government bailouts, which are now reaching absolutely stratospheric proportions and governments around the world are hugely overstating the amount of money they will commit to the bailouts um, in a way that they simply (laughs) cannot possibly uh, afford. But the idea is by overstating 
how much you're going to spend, this should stabilise the markets because the markets are dependent on confidence. So they'll think, <laughs> oh, if they're going to spend that much, it's not going to be that bad. The markets stabilise, the economy recovers, and then you don't actually need to spend nearly as much on bailouts as if you'd actually said the real amount that you were planning to spend. So the, the way to save money on bailouts <laughs> is to just make up a number that you're going to spend without any real desire to spend it. The Spanish government uh, pledged 400 quadrillion euros. Um, the uh, American government uh, just this week have upped their <laughs> national bailout package to uh, 1.2 squillion dollars. Um, and Canada uh, has pledged 600,000 scramptons. Now, that doesn't sound a lot, but they've just invented the scrampton <laughs> and can set the level of the scrampton accordingly so that the 600 grand in scramptons is the equivalent in traditional money of absolutely shitloads. So... Um, the British government um, have taken a slightly different uh, approach as they've generally done through this crisis, and they've just launched new extra currencies uh, to help the nation get through the crisis. Um, uh, these are the Elizabeth, uh, new currency dedicated to the Queen. It's unclear <laughs> if that is the long-rumoured currency based on the Queen's eggs, that there are all those rumours about back in the early 90s, or a currency <laughs> simply based on her sense of queenic brilliance that she exudes naturally. Is it more queeny than the normal money? Is is the, her yeah. face on both sides? Uh, it's got all of her on all sides. Um, <laughs> uh, the BS uh, pound, uh, which isn't what you think, it stands for Blitz Spirit Pound, um, rather than anything else, <laughs> and uh, the pint, that's back in as an official currency now, which is uh, a little bit old school from the early days of pubs and bartering. Um, <laughs> interesting times economically, Alice. Um, now, and one final thing, we've seen businesses having to be a lot more flexible, uh, Alice, and sort of stretch out beyond their usual um, modus operandi. Um, and uh, pubs, uh, of course, of um, you know having, having to, to, to branch out. They're delivering pints by drone drop-off. And um, the latest technology has got the average spillage on landing down to just 84%, which is... Not too bad. That leaves you with an average of 90 mil of beer left uh, per pint, which isn't too bad. About the same as it used to be in a crowded pub during an exciting <laughs> football match. Um, supermarkets, of course, have done very well. You can interpret that phrase in at least two different ways. And there is some suggestion, actually, that the government are going to commemorate the efforts of Britain's God-given supermarket chains by altering the statue of Bodicea uh, in a chariot that stands outside the Houses of Parliament and replacing the horses with a pair of shopping trolleys. <laughs> I worry about those drone deliveries of pints, Andy. It's, it yep. seems to be quite deadly if the pint isn't accurately dropped into your outstretched hand but is instead dropped on your elbow or a head well, or a small child or a dog or any, almost anywhere else. Yes, but that's the thing. I mean, the, the lengths that the British public will, will go to to get hold of their pint, I mean, it's uh, really people are prepared to defy physics and you know, work out catching skills they never knew they had. Well, that's impressive and depressing in equal measure. That's all we have time for for the top story right now, because, of course, we need to make room for your letters to the editor. Now it's time for your letters to the editor. Remember, you can write a letter to the editor at the last post at somethingelse.com. And this is a letter from Jay, who says, Dear Alice and guest, that's you today, Andrew. I am an affirmed addict of your particular flavour of addictive news and desperate to complete the familiar experience of addiction by giving over large amounts of money to my supplier. However, when I visit your Patreon, as you solicited, I only find the Alice Fraser in this dimension. The Alice Fraser who shares a dimension with me is good, but not quite good enough to deserve to be fed by my addictions since she is not feeding my addictions. Can you tell me how I can access some sort of interdimensional internet in order to donate my savings to the right Alice Fraser? <laughs> Desperately yours, Jay. 
This is a very confusing letter. I've been getting more and more of these, Andrew. Right. Um, this sort of reference to interdimensionality. Well, I think it's... I am the only Alice Fraser, right? Well, I think it's a result of the, the lockdown. It is you know, making people think in a way that we're not used to thinking. And, you know, there's all manner of conspiracy theories going around and the, the idea that, you know, this is just one dimension that's being, you know, experimented on. I mean, it's obviously bullshit. You see it in shit films and that. But, um, you know, with people with all that time to <laughs> navel-gaze, it's... Uh, you're bound to get more of this cranky fan mail. Um, I'd uh, I'd report the sender to to the police, and as soon as the police are allowed out again, they'll uh, go and put a two metre perimeter around wherever he lives. Yeah, well, th- thank you, Jay, uh, for your letter. I, I appreciate it, but of course, as you know, this is the only possible world. This is a very fact based satirical news program, and uh, we would appreciate it if you didn't try to confuse us with these uh, references to interdimensionality. But thank you for your letter. If you have a, a less ridiculous letter, please send it in to the last post at somethingelse.com. And thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We are here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Your guest today on the podcast was Mr Andrew Zaltzman. Have you got anything to plug, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I'm doing an audio book. Um, a fascinating book, actually, um, by my uh, friend and uh, and colleague, uh, Scrabard Greyhorn, who's written a, a new book, uh, 101 Least Impressive Inventions. <laughs> and gone trawled through history for the world's most useless inventions the first instalment of doing sort of three in each uh, edition of the, uh, the sort of audio book week by week the first instalment covers the cardboard toaster the uh, the micro umbrella that only had a 10 uh, 10 centimeter diameter and uh, the immovable brick <laughs> cat flap well, I look forward to listening to it. I, I used to listen to your audiobooks when I was going to sleep, uh, but it ended up uh, with me waking up with some very confused ideas in the morning. Uh, so I have to do it when I'm fully alert and staring <laughs> in, into the sun, staring directly into the sun. <laughs> the last post is a Something Else, Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. If you have Amazon Prime, go there today for the release of my stand-up special, Savage, on Amazon Prime. Uh, please do go there and, and give it a good rating that would be lovely. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for my occasional blogs or to subscribe for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. As we always say, good luck to you, Christopher, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow. The fertility doctor Jan Karbat was renowned for getting amazing results. Women who were desperate for children would visit him at his Rotterdam clinic. Many would leave pregnant. But when the clinic closed, rumours circulated about the methods the doctor used to achieve his success. My name's Jenny Kleeman, and I've been investigating what happened in Carbat's clinic. It's the story of a doctor who was determined to create life by any means possible. The Immaculate Deception, a brand new podcast from something else, coming on March 18th, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>